Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between. I give you a plethora of options, different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. This is your hostess, maybe with the mostess, Kaylin McDuff. And I just want to say I'm so happy to have you here, whoever you are. If this is your first episode or if you have been here with me for the 80 plus episodes we've had, I'm really grateful for you. And I I love hearing from you all. You know, like I when I started this show, I uh I think I thought maybe like my mom would be the only listener. And sometimes I still tell myself that story. (laughs) And then other people are like, oh, yeah, I heard your show and people that I don't even know, you know. And uh, so it's just it's like just amazing to feel the momentum over it of it over the years. Um, And so in any case, um, I want to introduce um, today's guest. Um, I'm so excited to have this woman on my show. Um, Her name is Kimberly Rubin, and she has been a client of mine for um, about a year and a half. Right, Kim? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And um, it's kind of, you know, it's surreal to me because I sometimes as a coach, I I can like forget about how people were when they came to me or or how their life was, you know, because I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's totally normal. Like now you're a lady of leisure and now you do these things and you've like accepted that you're a witch and all of this. <laughs> and um. And so it's really special to be able to have this conversation. Um, Kimberly is just like going to be so generously sharing her um, feminine journey with us today. So, you know, I'm going to, oh, actually, how are you doing, Kim? What's, what's happening over there? Kim's in LA. I'm in Santa Barbara. Hey, it's um, breezy and overcast today. So we have a bit of a reprieve from the heat and I'm doing really well. Oh, Amazing. Um, well, so I'm going to tell you all a little bit about who um, who Kimberly is in the world and who she is to me. And then um, I want to set the stage for like uh, why I asked her to come on the show and sort of paint the picture for you, all the listeners. Um, and then we're just going to just dive right in and see wherever the conversation takes us. So, um, Kim, uh, she, she comes from a people operations background. Um, and she, she also worked, she has had some experience in the past at an ad agency. Um, but now I just call her like, I just call her my lady of leisure. I I don't know. What do you call yourself now, Kim? Sometimes 
pre-tired, like pre-retired. Oh, mm-hmm. sometimes I say lady of leisure. I, mm-hmm. I, I borrow that from you. Um, love that. Or just, you know, just living life, just being on summer just vacation, living, life. living. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. Um, yeah. And so, and you know, Kimberly to me, like I already said, she's a completely, um, a witch and it's been so beautiful to watch her, uh, come into that, just like knowing and approval and acceptance of her magic. And, um, she's just the kind of woman that actually like, she brings magic to every single room that she's in just like energetically. She just like, uh, you, she just emanates that in any room that she's in. And I've never been to her house, but I can just imagine what it's like to like receive a meal from this woman. You know, she just with the level of like care and love that she just pours into every little nook and cranny and she loves cooking. Um, she's, yeah, she's just like a fairy goddess and, um, Yeah. She just brings that everywhere that she is. And so I think she's going to bring some of that to us today. Huh, Kim? I feel so known. (laughs) You know, you really are. I see you. I see you. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, Okay. So here is the deal with this, with this conversation and why I was like, you know, we gotta, we gotta talk about this. Um, So when, well, oftentimes when I am, you know, talking to people in the world who are like, oh, tell me about your work, or I'm talking to a potential client, um, you know, I say, hey, you know, I'm devoted to a feminine path and to desire and to helping women be in their bodies and follow the truth and and be in touch with their magic, right? And like all of those words sound great (laughs) and they are all true. And I think sometimes it's like, it can, it can be like, people are like, wait, what is that? What is that? What are we talking about here? What does that even mean? You know? And so I want to, I want to, um, I wanted Kim to share her story because it is such a beautiful feminine journey and it is not, um, working with me as a coach or, or just committing to a feminine path. It just doesn't look like a lot of other things we have out there in the world. You know, our world is really built around like achieve more, do more, um, even like be more, (laughs) more, more, more. And um, that's just not what the feminine path is. The feminine path is actually about unraveling, seeing what is under there, seeing what is true, and then allowing that energy to carry you where you are supposed to go. But again, when I say that people are like, what? Like, what are you actually talking about? And Kim can testify to this. I'm not a, like, I'm not going to sell you something like some, uh, goal that you have in your mind. I just won't, I will never like promise you that I'm like, look, I'm going to be here to help you unravel. (laughs) and soften and surrender. And then if that thing that you say that you want is still true, then it'll just, it'll just come through. 
but I'm not going to help you build some plan towards something that your brain wants. So um, <clears throat> Kimberly's journey is actually about moving towards having less and, <laughs> and being, I don't want to say being less, that sounds weird, but it's just like, it is a, your path has just been like towards the simplicity of your desire. And so I really want you all to hear this, that this is just one way the feminine path can look. How's that sound, Kim? That sounds great. And can I tell you the, the biggest irony of it all? Oh yeah, tell me. <laughs> so I remember when we first started working together and you told me about feminine leadership and I really caught on to that and, mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, that's what I want to work on. Yeah. And I remember saying to you, you know, I've never worked with a, an executive coach before. Mm -hmm. I think that I have always been worried that if I worked with an executive coach, they would eventually coach me out of my job. But net, right now I'm really happy. And so I mm -hmm. just like want to, you know, receive some coaching oh. and get more. And so deep down, there was always this desire. <laughs> <laughs> know exit corporate life and yeah. Uh, and yeah and desire you know we we pulled it out oh my gosh that is actually that is so funny to I remember you saying that and yeah to give you all some context Kim found me from like doing a search you did a search for Brene Brown right coaches yeah like coaches and then you found my friend Elena yeah you like talk maybe corresponded or talked to her and you were you know you were working at a very sexy company which we will not be naming but just you know trust me y'all very sexy company and uh my friend Elena was like oh you know like you should talk to Kaylin actually <laughs> she knew it would be a perfect match yeah. And then we get on the phone, but it's all under the guy, not the guys, but it was yeah. like, you were trying, you were like, actually like, like working to find coaches that are aligned with your company. And so, <laughs> you know, you're like, just let's have a general conversation. And then you email me whenever it was a few weeks later, you're like, actually, I'm ready to hire you. I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. Kim, she felt me in that conversation. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I kind of laughed. I was like, oh, the HR person that I spoke to, you just never know where these conversations are going to go, you know, but I was like, oh, okay. And I, I was feeling you too. I was like, oh, that'd be awesome. But I never, you know, I just did not see that coming. And it was such a just beautiful, again, like a beautiful way of you just following what you felt. Yeah. That was about a year and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. So funny. So, um, I want to, let's just like take a, let's go back to that period of time. Like it, when you began your journey, um, with me and just like on the feminine path, um, ground us in like, what, what was happening in your life? What was it like, you know, where, where were you, what were you thinking? Yeah. So I had just received a big promotion at the company I was working for at the time. And I was engaged. We were kind of mid pandemic. Um, and I remember wanting to, you know, hone some leadership skills and receive some coaching there. And 
<laughs> yeah. Let's hone some leadership skills. Okay. Oh, yeah. Love we, it. And Kate, we reviewed the intake form and the words oh that I was using and the goals that I lift, listed oh my God. were like laughable at this point. It was yeah. like, I was really wearing a tight blazer, you know? Oh, totally. Totally. And listen, I want to be very clear, y'all. I love a good leadership conversation. Mm -hmm. It's just that my leadership conversation does not look like what you think a leadership conversation should look like. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just not the same one that most of the world is having. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I totally like I wanted to work with you for all the things that I thought feminine leadership meant, right. but I, a deeper part of me mm -hmm. work with you for what, yeah. you know, I knew you really had to offer. Right. Yeah. It's actually, you know, the thing I'm really present to is how you've, you've always been a feeler. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like you had that, you know, it's like, that's just who you are way before I ever met you. Mm -hmm. And you just started like, really like following that. <laughs> and then you're mm -hmm. like, oh, wait, oh shit, this woman. Okay. I can feel her. Okay. Let me just plug in here. And I'll say that I, I want to do some leadership development. <laughs> Whatever I got to say to, yeah, it's something to, to get her to have a little Zoom call with her every week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So in the beginning, if you can go back and just sort of remember some of the, those beginning conversations, like what did you start getting present to as we like started that whole process? Mm. Well, the, the embodiment work for sure. Um, I remember you, you know, you said that desire lives in the body. And so we, we would do some work there. You're like a master at knowing when I'm in my head and you're like, wait, 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 wait. We're doing mental gymnastics here. Let's slow down. Um, mm. Slowing down was probably the second uh, crucial element. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. and, and a desire that I had that I would pop up in various places. You know, I, I didn't know to call it a desire yeah. or that, that it was a desire, but um, definitely slowing down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was just um magical to see you receive that mm -hmm. you know because it's not uh again it's just not the thing that I think most people are like yeah you know what I really want to do get on zoom with someone that's going to tell me to keep slowing down and breathe <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I guess part I I don't remember ever feeling frustrated by it but I, yeah. I guess like yeah this feels good but it, it was oh, yeah. hard, you know, and, and I remember unwinding certain things and like feeling a little fucked up. Oh yeah. Wait, let's talk about that. Tell like, do, is there a particular piece mm. where you're like, whoa, I remember being kind of fucked up over that. <laughs> Cause I think this is important for people to hear that it's part of the process, you know, it is so part of the process. Um, what was part of my process? Um, a particular thing isn't coming to me, but I remember 
you know, conversations where you would normalize that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I'm trying to think if I, uh, if I remember, well, actually, you know, the thing that like stands out to me is, uh, that (laughs) like, especially in the beginning, I really started to see you getting in touch with spirit, like Mm -hmm. spirit inside of you. Cause you would do this like mental gymnastics. I got to like figure this out thing, but then I would just sort of like help you. I would just like lead you back to source. And then it would just be so simple. I remember I would do like desire pulling or you would ask me questions about what I want or how I feel about something. And my eyes would always look up and to the right. Like away, almost like I was scanning the room for an answer. I was looking inside of myself and I'm like a pretty close eye contact kind of person. So when I break eye contact like that, it's really clear. And I remember thinking, and then I would practice closing my eyes instead. And I remember thinking, why do I do this? Why do I always look away? Mm. How you know, to, to find the answer to like my desire? Okay, wait, this is so amazing. I had forgotten about that. Do you remember that? I now I am so vividly remembering this. And it's incredible to like unpack this now because you don't do that anymore. I guess not. Literally, I like I have not seen you do that in like it's been a very long time. You're so present. That's cool. <laughs> but yeah, I I kind of I remember the moments of you being like, I don't know if we want to call it fucked up or just like, whoa, we're actually just like when you experienced your own brilliance and like the simplicity of it, Mm. you know, you, it would just be like, oh, there's all this stuff. And then like, you would actually just come back to yourself and be like, oh, wait, hold on. This is quite simple. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you would be able to tap into, you know, what's really on, on my heart that day. And it would be simple. Um, but I, yeah, I wouldn't lead with that, but you, you were able to sift through. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, we're going to do a little soul surgery here. Kim, Uh are you ready for it? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I remember one day there was something going on politically and I had been, you know, talking about anything but that, like just all this distraction. And then you were able to, you know, just present me to like the heart of the matter. And I remember just being in tears and saying that this thing was just really, you know, sad. And, and that was it. That's all I needed that day was just to be seen in that, mm-hmm. in that grief or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) So, well, how did, what did you start noticing like at work, you know, as you're, cause every, you know, three times a month, right. We'd be like going, you know, on these sessions, at least, you know, when you, um, when you started one-on-one and then you came into cocoon, my women's program at the time. And so that was in like sisterhood and, you know, all of these things, um, which, you know, was quite different from the 
the rest of your world. So what else started like unfolding? What did you start noticing just in your world, whether it's like at work or otherwise? Yeah, I remember the the physical toll that I was experiencing um, having a, a desk job. And, you know, I'll, I'll acknowledge now that I, I know that comes with a lot of privilege to be able to, to have this conversation about, you know, quitting your job. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, it really does. And, um, and so I just want to acknowledge that and, um, and, and also just share, share openly about my experience. Um, so yeah, I remember that the physical toll and, and noticing that I had to do a lot of numbing out to get through the day. Um, and it was at a time where I was working from home most of the time. So I could, you know, take a, take my dog on a walk over a lunch break or, you know, take a quick shower midday. And, um, I, I was realizing that I I was wanting a lot more of that than I was able to have in my day, Mm. um, being in front of a screen and, um, so I, yeah, I remember that the physical, t- just feeling kind of uncomfortable and, um, and I remember the over, I was feeling really overwhelmed, um, mm-hmm. the demands. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is, um, it's such a big deal to just like what I hear in that is the, like you're, um, you started developing a new relationship with your body. Mm-hmm. and and like and like actually listening mm-hmm. 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 yeah and and I remember and I was listening and I was aware of it and then I started sharing it you know I remember having a conversation with my hu- husband we since gotten married Adam and I'm sitting on the floor and I'm in tears I'm so overwhelmed mm. and- I said to him, I can't do everything all the time because that's what Mm -hmm. it it felt like. It felt like I was trying to uphold this, you know, doing everything all the time. And I said, and I can't do everything all the time and make it look easy. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of women can, can relate to that sentiment. And I remember Adam said to me, you know, in, in the most loving and empathetic way, you know, he was like, no one's asking you to, you know, it's okay. And I just said, the whole world is asking me. (laughs) (laughs) And, and he really, I think in that moment understood like what it felt like to be me at that time. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's such a, um, such a tender moment uh, to really like let him see you there. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. yeah, and that that took that took work. I mean, that was I'm sure one of the things we were working on together was yeah that tenderness and being seen and sharing speaking the truth and mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And what was it like to be seen there? I think it felt like a, like a breaking point almost. Um, It felt 
I remember feeling, you know, really held by him and it felt, it felt safe. Um, Mm -hmm. and it it just felt true, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like such a defining moment for you, I think. Yeah. You know, it's like actually where, at least I think the place where you sort of like drew a line in the sand you're like, oh, wait, that old pattern of me running around trying to people, please. Like we are we are bankrupting that we are moving past that. Okay, Lenny, you know what I just remembered? Tell me. Speaking of patterns, I remember on one of our calls, I don't remember if it was before or after that defining yeah. moment. Um saying I'm no longer available to be run down (laughs) yeah you remember that one oh my gosh I'm sure I like wrote that in my journal underlined it a million times like oh my gosh I'm the point at which I said I'm no longer available to be run down oh my gosh Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is potent. Mm. Really, uh, just saying that to yourself. It's a very big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I said something of the sort and then you said that. And then I, I took it on. I claimed it. <laughs> oh, oh, did I? You said, I, off, I offered that. Yeah, you you gave me the, the word, the words. I, I would like, some way, you know, some yeah. story. And then you said, you're no longer available to be run down. And I said, I'm no longer available. <laughs> I probably said it in a sassy way, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, people. It's so funny, like how long have I been coaching? I don't know, six years, seven years, something like that. But I have, you know, clients from like years ago that'll come back and be like, oh yeah, that one thing from that one session. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. It sounds like something I would say. (laughs) Glad it got through, you know, it's a risky job being a coach, offering things to people. (laughs) You're like, I never know what I'm going to say. And then they're going to remember. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's actually, yeah. Like this whole thing is just an improv show. You know, it's not even, it's not a show. It's just like, it's an improv, a whole, it's a whole improv thing. You know, you're like, well, don't know where this is going to go or what's going to happen or what's going to come through. Just trusting. I mean, trusting God's got it. <laughs> that, that, st- that one stuck for sure. <laughs> totally. Oh my goodness. Um, Let's see where else we want to go with this. Well, I want to hear a little bit more just about um, your relationship and Mm -hmm. then, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about the work stuff too, but um, yeah, I would love to hear what, uh, you know, we, we talked a little bit about the, like um, you letting him in at a new level. Do you want to share? I feel like that was such a, that has been such a big part of your journey. Do you want to share a little bit more about that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I had a real attachment to my sense of independence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Financially, just, you know, in life, um, that was something that was 
so important to me. And it really served me at one point in my life. Yeah. But then here I was with this opportunity. I'm going to quote you again, Kaylin, to be interdependent. Oh, hello. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and that felt more expansive. And, uh, I'm sure we had tons of conversations about how to navigate that. And I, I don't like remember the, the, the details and, and the steps that we took, but I know I had to, um, acknowledge that attachment and be willing to go from, yeah, that independence to interdependent. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he, he's been a step ahead of me this whole time, like so willing to, to do that with me. And, and I also think that like, I remember when I decided to, to give notice at work and, you know, he was walking around with like this pep in his step. Um, mm. and I think that he was really excited about the idea of getting more of me, you know? Oh yeah. Ooh, let's slow down and talk about this. Cause okay. like, so the whole, I mean, okay. I think we made it clear at the beginning of this. Kimberly has left her job. <laughs> And she is full time living her life and just being a turned on woman in L.A. Um, But let's actually slow down um, and yeah, just like have you share like what what like led to that and the Mm. conversations that you and Adam had and just your desire around it. I mean, this could be like the whole podcast. us just talking about that. Yeah. Um, let's see. So I think it, it conversations Adam and I had, it started with that, you know, me crying on the floor. I can't do everything and make it look easy. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I guess that enrolled him in a certain, to a certain extent, because he started, um, offering advice at, after that. Mm. And one of the things that was, that was happening at work was we were acquiring all these businesses. Yeah. So there was, uh, you know, my, my, the scope of my role was expanding and he suggested that I not expand the scope of my role, even with these acquisitions and just continue to focus on the one brand. And, um, and I knew that there was, you know, ha- had I gone for that increase in responsibility, the uh, promotion, let's just call it what it is. The promotion, Kimberly, promotion. There, there was a promotion on the table and Kimberly did not go for it. I didn't go for it. I didn't. And, and that, and that was his suggestion. And I mean, took a, a lot on my end too. I don't want to discount that, but yeah, it was his suggestion to just not go for it. And, um, and that, that was another really defining moment along the path. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, we were just both so aligned about what the real goal was, you know, where we had just gotten married and, you know, Adam would say things to me, like, all we have is now. Mm. Mm. And I think just our shared like values and priorities 
mm-hmm. allow and my real desire to just, you know, be in our marriage and not go to work all day and then come home as kind of like a shell of myself and give him the leftovers. Right. So I, I wanted to be in our marriage and, and that was what was strong enough to pull me off of that wheel. Like what you were talking about, Kaylin, of like more and more and more, you yeah. know, I already had a job that would have, would have been like a dream job for me at one point in my life. But it the, was the dream at one point. And, and then the goalposts just continue to move, you know, <laughs> and like, you know, we're just programmed to be like consumers and stuff. And so, yeah, again, like it, it comes from privilege to be able to say that what I had was enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also took a lot to say, is this enough? Mm-hmm. And is more actually less? And what is the cost of more? Um, and it was, I mean, yeah, I'm just realizing as I say it, that it, it was like my, my love for, for Adam and, mm. and this brand new marriage that made me ask those questions. Mm-hmm. Totally. Well, and really um, what I hear is that you were both um, just so aligned on really creating the conditions for you to be in your full essence, like for Mm -hmm. you to actually have the space to be with yourself. And then from there, it's like, oh, I can be with my man because I know how to be with myself. So right before this call, I flipped through my journal. I know we yeah. weren't crap, but I did. Oh, <laughs> I love you so much. I did flip through my journal yeah. of working with you. Yeah. And, um, I wrote down something you said to me once, which was over committing yourself is a beautiful way to avoid yourself. Oh yeah. That does sound like something I would say. Okay, Kim. Okay. Yeah. It is. (laughs) So yeah, I was doing that and then yeah, being with myself and then being with him didn't, didn't happen. Yeah, totally. Oh, this one is a, this one is a real, uh, a real tough one to get. As we just think like, oh, we got to, I have to like do more and then my life is going to be better. And then you realize, oh, there's nothing down that, down that path Mm -hmm. of wanting of do more just to do more. Right. I, and I want to be clear actually about what I, I want to distinguish this thing because I don't want people to misinterpret what I'm saying. I am a stand that all humans have the opportunity to expand their energy. And then whatever it, whatever wants to come through and what is that, whatever is true from there, like I'm a, I'm a hell yes to that. But that is very different from the energy of like, I gotta just produce more and more and go after the big thing because it looks good. 
that is like, that is an external journey. The one that I just said, right. Go after more. And the one that, that Kim and I are talking about is like, it's an internal journey and it's expand. It's, it's completely expansive, um, energetically. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, I'm going to go after that promotion because then I'll be worthy. Yeah. It's like, I'm already worthy. Now what? <laughs> Which is a pretty wild thought. Um, okay, let's see. What else feels like really um, potent or important? I'm like, oh my gosh, we could just talk about your journey forever. But what else feels really um, important in terms of the, the journey itself? you you were acknowledging recently about um having it and receiving this you know retirement receiving this you know sabbatical or whatever yeah. you call it like receiving this rest and um and you you equated it to like a yoga pose oh yeah <laughs> It's advanced. Yes. One of my original, original teachers, um, Nicole, you, she used to say like, you know, this, this particular, well, really relating to like every position that you could be in, in life. Like it's like a yoga pose. It's all just, it's all a practice. Right. And so, um, this particular pose that you're in, Kim, I think is one of the most advanced practices out there. Yeah. And even though I, I quit my job, I am still very much actively in the practice of receiving this. Yeah. I, or, after the first few weeks, I noticed my, I, I noticed myself stepping back into that, like, oh, I need to be productive today and this week mm. and looking for all kinds of external ways of doing that. They were just ways that weren't my job, but other ways, you know, like it's, it's very easy to repeat the patterns of oh, yeah. like <laughs> playing Mm-hmm. Totally. It is, it is so easy to repeat the patterns. I, I did that when I left my job at LinkedIn with a full calendar and all these things, just created a coaching practice where I was just like on zoom all day. I was like, what? Just as busy as ever, you know, did yeah. that for several years till I was like, Oh no, 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 we're not here for that. But yeah, it's what is, what is it like to really fully receive this spaciousness like it's it must be challenging it is it's like um sometimes I'm just totally in it you know and I'm like home and I'm slow cooking a pot of beans and there's just like nothing I'd rather be doing but like yeah. beans yeah totally <laughs> and then sometimes you know the it, it gets harder and I find myself be, letting myself get overscheduled. And, um, I remember saying to you, like, when, when am I going to let myself just be enough? <laughs> oh, 
And that was after I had, that was after I was already in this mm-hmm. post corporate life phase, you know, like it's, it's very much a dot, 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 like still practicing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Still practicing. Yeah. When am I going to just let myself be enough? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it is, uh, it is not, it is not for the faint of heart. It is much harder to just to, uh, and not to say that you're doing nothing, but just in general in the world, it is like actually much more advanced, I think, to do nothing than it is to do a lot of things. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> then we have to be with ourselves. And that is scary for most people, you know, including, including myself. I'll just, you know, I'll say it's like, I still have resistances to like actually being with myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's uncomfortable. Yeah. But it's, it's just a, it's just a practice. Um, and, and, you know, I know you said this, but it, it's like, it's worth saying again, we really, both Kim and I want get and want to acknowledge that this is, it's an, it's an, it's a privileged conversation. It's an extraordinary conversation. Um, but what I, what I, what I hope that you've heard here is really like the essence of the, the energy. Cause at the end of the day, it's like, this is actually just about giving yourself spaciousness. And for him, that meant quitting a job, but that can actually, I want to just like bring the conversation of that, that can actually look a lot of different ways. You know, if you're somebody who like you make social plans all the time and you're just like, okay, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I I know this pattern because that used to be me. Um, Then it's like, wait, hold on. What are you avoiding with yourself? Right. And how can you actually just create more space within your life as it is? You don't have to like, you know, burn everything down and not, and again, not saying that you burned things down, Mm -hmm. but like, (laughs) I just want to tell people out there, this can look a lot of different ways. That's my public service announcement. (laughs) The more, you know, the more, you know. So we're, we're getting towards the end. Um, but I noticed that I just like, I want to hear what some of your favorite things are about your life now. Like what just feels amazing. Uh, So I wake up in the mornings and I walk my dog, Norman. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I start my day. And I love it. I love going for long walks. Yeah. And I love my neighborhood. Um. I take a lot of baths. Oh, yes. (laughs) I am here for it. Um, And yeah, cooking. I mean, I could really spend all day cooking up some luxurious dinner and Adam comes home and and we enjoy it. And, you know, we eat it and quickly in it, but it took me all day to make. And yeah. that's like no problem for me. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I mean, those are all really slow, <sighs> slow things. Mm-hmm. 
This is so, so beautiful. And the thing I want people to hear is just the simplicity of your desire. Mm-hmm. Like that the desire desires can be these like big things. Yeah. I want to go on this amazing vacation or this or that, that could be true. And I think that like our truest desires actually appear when we're willing to tune into the simplicity of our life. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, oh yeah, I want to make the white bean soup all day or whatever thing, Mm -hmm. you know? And that is, um, there's so much beauty in that, but most of us don't actually like slow down to really like feel that. Yeah. And I need a desire coaching there too, because I didn't have approval for that. You know, I judgments, it's still kind of about like housewife life. (laughs) Totally. Oh my Uh, gosh. But I love it. I and I'm doing it and it feels great. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful. Um, Okay. I'm just trying to feel into if there's anything else that we want to mention. Oh yeah. Okay. There's one other teaching piece I want to just put in here. And um, okay. So, you know, Kim's life is totally different than it was a year and a half ago. And she's just softening and slowing down and feeling her body and letting in her man vulnerably and preparing for motherhood, intending to create a baby. (laughs) And, um, and she's, it's like, let's see, how do I distill this? So she's at the phase of the, the, on the feminine path where it's like, you got to sort of like clear some things out and create some space for you to just like be able to feel yourself and see yourself. And, and then I, if I had to predict, if I had to just make a prediction, um, inside of all this silence that you've created and space you've created, like, and I've told you this, I think there's something that's going to want to come through you, you know, and it, I don't know how long you'll be here, right. A, a half a year, a year, two years, five years. I have no idea. Right. In this particular phase. But, um, what, that's what happens when you actually give yourself this much spaciousness and you are this kind to yourself, then naturally what emerges is like creativity and like life force, but you have to be willing to like get down there with yourself and really be there. And so, um, yeah, I think that's the thing I want my listeners to to hear too, is that this whole, this whole journey, like it is a journey. It can be a multi-year. It is a multi-year. It's a lifetime journey, actually. It's not even just multi-year. It's a lifetime journey. And, um, and so when you are willing to like go into this level of being with yourself um, and spaciousness, then you just could never even predict what's going to come through. So I just want to say that I'm like, I'm so honoring this space that you've created and we're this, the phase that you're in. And then I'm like, Oh, we'll just see whatever, you know, whatever wants to come through. I hope it's a baby. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. 
Mm-hmm. That is the ultimate life force. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm, I'm very hopeful, which I realized the other day might feel, might be like adjacent to desire, being hopeful, you know, being full of hope. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know what the outcome's going to be. I have no control over yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But the full truth is, I really hope it does. Yeah. Well, and it's, I, I would actually say like, you have, you have desire to have a baby and Mm -hmm. the whole thing about desire is that you're unattached and you're just trusting the energy. You're trusting the timing, you're trusting source energy to like lead you through. And you're doing that so beautifully. Thank you. Yeah. That's a practice too. Hmm. Of course. Okay, my love. Well, um, anything else that you want to say or share before we start to close out? Um, no, just thank you for, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'll definitely receive that. It's, it's an advanced pose. And um, thank you for coaching me through into that. It's just my, it's my absolute honor to have you in my circle and to have had a chance to work with you in so many different containers, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like you have really, um, been on, on such a, yeah, such a beautiful path with me and I treasure every minute of it. Mm, Thank you. You're so welcome. (laughs) All right, everybody. Um, I think that's it for today's episode. Uh, and uh, let's see. Yeah, I think that's it. So thanks, Kim, so much uh, for being here. And um, I will say that, you know, if something in this conversation um, spoke to you, I invite you to shoot me an email or send me a DM on Instagram. Um, all that info is in the show notes. I, uh, I take on a limited number of clients for, uh, for one-on-one journeys. Um, and you know, I have some, I have some new, new things that are coming out, coming through me this fall. And, um, so if something here spoke to you, you know, shoot me a message and we can just have a little conversation to see, um, if working together feels resonant. All right. Bye everybody. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff or my website, kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.